Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 8 of the VR Inside podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on Nathie's YouTube channel. You can tune into the show live at 4pm in Europe, 3pm in the UK and 10am in Central US. If you missed the podcast, you can catch up with it every Sunday where I upload the show to my own YouTube channel, Virtual Reality Oasis. Or alternatively, if you want to listen to the audio-only version, you can check out the podcast on Google Play Music and on iTunes. If you have any questions or comments during the show, please put them in the chat and we'll try and answer as many as we can. So guys, I'm just going to introduce you to everyone in the room. So first up, in his spare time, he likes to cosplay as a unicorn. That's right, it's the one and only <laughs> Nathy. How you doing, man? You doing alright? Hey, what's up? That's right. I, I like to be a unicorn. Right? <laughs> I know. I like to be a unicorn together with my mom. A unicorn, you know, when we have a pajama a unicorn party, is a magical it. creature, man. So. There's, there's no shame in that whatsoever. No. No. I'm not ashamed. You pull it off, man. You pull it off really well. Uh, we have yeah. Austin, Danger Powers, Mr. Brometheus. How you doing, dude? You all right? It's <laughs> 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 Wow. <laughs> Look at that smug looks... grin. This is going to be like our consultant the whole he show. He looks so happy. He looks so happy. Yeah. yeah. So what's your happy. view on the war on terror in the yeah. VR industry? Oh, man. This is what happens when it's live. So for our audio listeners, uh, Prometheus's screen has just completely frozen on us. Um, I, will, uh, I will allow him to come back into the room, so hopefully he can get that fixed. But we'll carry on with the show, and we'll style this one out. So anyway, guys, uh, next up... You will really like him when he gets rowdy, and that is the rowdy guy. How you doing, man? Hey. And I know you guys. I'm I know you guys like this one from the last episode, so I'll say it again. He's not happy unless he's live, and that is Mr. Zimtok Five. How you doing, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so. You're gonna turn that into my tagline. I, it I don't has know. to be. It has to be. It's just so good. I'm, I'm good. good. Man. I'm good. I think I think Prometheus has uh, has made me a very happy guy today. <laughs> well, he's just oh, logged okay. off, he so just, hopefully uh... he will log back in. Here he comes. Here yeah. he is. All right. He's back. Just he in is. time. So I'll introduce you again. So <laughs> here we have Austin Danger Powers, Mr. Prometheus. How you doing, man? Exactly the same time. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the comedy timing couldn't be any better, to be honest. So, uh, and last but not least, myself, the host of the show, the bearded bald guy, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. So welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Dell, the Windows Mixed Reality headset. We're going to be talking about the Pimax 8K. We're going to be talking about Minecraft coming to Windows Mixed Reality, Five Nights at Freddy in VR, Bullets and More, and some funny stories from the VR community. So, how are you guys doing today? You all right? Excellent. <laughs> we good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least you got a beard, Mike. Just saying. I mean, I don't have a I feel... beard at all. <laughs> Look at me. Like how I last week drew one one in the first Who place. drew it in on Nathy last week on that image I saw? I don't know. I don't know, but it looked nice <laughs> on me. Yeah, That's for sure. it was a good look, actually. It was a good look. I know, yeah. Okay, guys. So we're going to kick off today's show talking about the Dell Windows Mixed Reality headset. So in last... Did you break them? Uh, man, it was it was like last week's episode. I was like, 
I, I told you guys that I bought it and I did an unboxing, but I hadn't actually tried it at all yet. So I've actually had this week off work, so I had loads of time to try it out, play some games, played uh, Halo Recruit, uh, played Super Hot, also messed around in the Cliff House, uh, but also just got to really sort of put the headset through its paces and find out what it was all about. So, unfortunately, I, I wouldn't recommend buying one. That is, like, straight off the bat, just to get it out there. Um, and I gave it sort of, like, a, a fairly negative review. Um, but I think I was pretty fair with it. But the kind of base... What would you rate it out of 10, Mike? Six. Five. <laughs> very average. Very, very average. Yeah, okay. So, basically, okay. just to, what I'll do is I'll say the good things about it first. There are some good things about it. So str oh. straight off the bat, oh. the inside-out tracking, it just works. It does work, and it works very, very well. Once you've gone through the initial setup procedure, uh, the headset can be just plugged in without any configuration, and it just works. It boots up into Cliff House, and you can choose what experience you want to do from there. Mm -hmm. So um, that's really, really nice. Um, also, when you sort of... Um, wait, wait, wait. But the thing is, like, it's not it's not like a massive step up in terms of quality. Like, do you know, like, uh, everyone's talking about how it's that little bit crisper than the Rift and the Vive. Well, I would say that that's that's marginally marginally better, but not like a, an upgrade in my opinion. So I kind of like uh, compare it to the like the iPhone <laughs> six and the six S, for example. Like, that's not an upgrade in my opinion. Um, hold on, what's happening here with Austin? <laughs> 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 okay. Okay, we're we're good now. We're good now. So yeah, going going back to the clarity of this Windows Mixed Reality headset, like people are saying that it, it's a little bit clearer. But to be honest, like the upgrade from the Rift and the Vive is just so marginal that um, I wouldn't call it an upgrade in my opinion. And the way I kind of compare it to is like, say you're upgrading from an iPhone six to a six S. You know, like there's maybe some functions mm. that are going to be okay, but in terms of like the screen resolution itself, it's not actually a big improvement or an upgrade in my opinion. You know, what I'm looking for is the bigger mm. sort of leap forward, which is like, say, from an iPhone 6 to an iPhone X, for example. That's the kind of leap that I want, and that's the kind of leap that's going to get me excited to move to another platform, but not Windows Mixed Reality. It's not going to be the one uh, for me. Um, so there was, like I say, some good things. It is very easy to use. You just plug it in and it works. Also, say if you had like a really powerful laptop, for example, and you wanted to demo at a friend's house, well, this would be perfect for that. You could literally just plug it into your laptop, go around to your mates, and they could use it without setting up any sensors or anything, and it's just gonna work straight out the box. So in that sense, I think it's got some major advantages, but it's just everything else that is lackluster in my opinion. So, hey, just a reminder, okay. it was a Dell you yes. got. Yes, and in terms yeah. of specs, it's actually probably one of the better ones out of the whole range, um, You know, apart from the Samsung Odyssey that's coming up in the very near future. Uh, so bros just dropped out again. Um, so, what was the uh, what was the price of the one that you did? If you don't mind. So the price, like the, you didn't have to import it, right? You just went and bought it straight out of. Yeah, exactly. Account? So this is kind of half the reason why I bought it, really, because it was in my local store, and I went in there, and it was four hundred and twenty-nine pounds. So. The big thing is that it just doesn't compare to, uh, you know, the Rift in many ways, uh, yeah. which is cheaper. You know, the Rift is now permanently reduced down to three nine nine. So yeah. it was just, yeah. it just didn't seem like a logical step that you would spend a little bit more money for something that didn't perform as well. 
So yeah. just going on to the the other points, like the controllers themselves, like obviously they're sort of a standard controller that come with all the headsets. Uh, apart from the Samsung one, where they've kind of designed their own, which looks a little bit more ergonomic in a way, so it could be some a bit more comfortable. But the one that ships with all the other ones is based off the same design, and it just doesn't feel right in your hands. Like especially from someone that's been using the Oculus and the Oculus Touch for like the last ten months, you're mm. so used to that real nice ergonomic yeah. grip with the touch controllers that when you move over to something like this, it just doesn't feel right. That's right. Lovely Zim, my beautiful assistant, yeah. demoing them for you now. But that's 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 I'm I'm like kind of disappointed about that. Yeah, absolutely. Know? And you, this is the thing, you know, with the controllers, they feel really like flexy and plasticky in your hands. Yeah. And then the actual ring on the yeah. end, you can flex it. So you know, my, my initial concern was like, if I end yeah. up smashing the wall, which I do quite regularly with the touch controllers, uh, how how well it's going to last? You know, is it just going to completely snap off? And I think uh, had I not yeah. intended to take it back, I would have been tempted just to give it that real stress test and snap it. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, that, <laughs> God, yeah really? I, was, I was tempted because I, did, <laughs> I almost wanted to show how flimsy it was because you know I couldn't you know I couldn't destroy this particularly easily. I don't think in my mind, you know. I, 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 yeah, these are really. I mean, you hit you hit a lady with that. That's gonna leave a yeah, mark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and the controller's gonna stay in. I always say it because my wife hits me with these. <laughs> but, but the thing is, the controller's gonna stay okay. in one. It's not gonna break, right? Whereas, you know, if you smashed the uh, the Windows Mixed Reality controller against the wall, it probably will break after a couple of goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But how is like the combo between like the 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 touch? Bad and the the thumbstick, like gaming wise, have you encountered anything where it's really getting used at the same time? Where you like walk with the thumbstick and then use like uh, a menu with like the touchpad in a way, like a nice combo where you're like, hey, this is smooth, this could work in a way. Do you think it yeah, could work? Like, this is what I, th I admire their design in a way that they've implemented both because I think that's very smart. You know, they're covering both bases. Obviously, the the touch controller comes with a thumbstick. The Vive one comes with a touchpad, so integrating both is a smart decision, I think, in in in, the, in that sense. But I just think it's everything else about the controller that's lackluster in many ways. Um, you know, it just feels very very cheap. And also, like when it comes, but but isn't it also because it is like a little part like cheaper than the other headsets? Well, that they, I mean, if you look at retail price, of course, yeah, like the the price that they released at mm. both of them, because of course the Oculus is already now. Uh, a while older. Yeah, yeah, but mm. more like entry VR is how they. Yeah, but the thing is, like now that the Rift is that price, I would think you have to compete with it at that price. You know, and the other thing is that they've they've had a year to see what the competition are doing. You know, they they've they've obviously been taking notice of what Oculus have been doing and what HTC have been doing, but yet they don't seem to have. Uh, innovated or pushed the, the sort of VR any further forward in what they've developed here. You know, it feels like in many ways that they've mm. taken a step back um, because it feels like it should be back in the DK2 era. Like if this had released back then, I think we would be feeling very differently yeah. about it. Yeah. But because we've had these great headsets around for so long now, certainly for us as, as kind of VR veterans, it's just kind of like, well, what is this? We don't really understand it in many ways. Um, Okay, so from a consumer standpoint that like no one that bought a headset yet, if, if someone would buy it without really doing research on, on a Rift or a Vive, would that person yeah, be fine Yeah, I think they're going to enjoy it. And But the other thing is, 
there is no experiences to kind of ease you into VR. Like if you look at Oculus, for example, as oh. soon as you set the rift up, you get put into like, what is it, first contact? You get that amazing experience mm -hmm. with that so little great. robot, you know, and uh, that's really like a, a, a brilliant way to start someone off in VR. You know, it's very, very basic, but very nice, creates this nice environment that you can play around with the physics and the way your, your hands can uh, sort of interact with the objects in the world. And it, it's a very nice way of easing yourself into it. Whereas with this, it doesn't have any tutorial or any entry sort of VR experience for you to try other than just walking around your virtual house. So um, yeah, and also the the 3D in that first contact, it's it's so well done. Absolutely, like how you feel you feel absolutely in that space. Mm. That is something that's really nice. And yeah. the other thing that Oculus did was they had the Oculus Dream Deck as well. You know, with those little like snippets of experiences that you can try, and obviously there's one that where you're really really high up and you get that real sense of of height in your gut. It's like you know really really cool. And then you have that T-Rex coming at you, which is also really really like an amazing experience. For someone that's never tried VR before, mm -hmm. to, to, to see that and feel that is amazing to them. Whereas, you know, Microsoft don't seem to have had the Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Dream Deck one, it was uh, very nice, but I mean, it's kind of outdated because it was made for uh, the, the Rift release, yeah. you know, with a gamepad. So it's not like a controller thing. But so it, if you really want yeah, to all, introduce it's people, it's motion like, controller. When you first did it, right? When you first went into it, because we've got a similar tenure in this place. Like, okay, first contact was still impressive to me, having gone through all the other starters and, you know, demos yeah. that people had concocted to introduce people to VR. But Dream Deck, at least when I first ran it, first off, it didn't run very well. And second, it wasn't very impressive. It was very forgettable. A couple of months later, maybe six, eight months later, I went back in and it it's smooth. It's good for a newbie, but I'd say there's nothing there for someone who's been around the block. So that's where I was interested in, Mike, mm. <clears throat> in, um, what's it called again? The interface... That's used the equivalent of Oculus house. Home. Is that any uh, good? It's just boring. Yeah. It's just a house. It's just a very bare house that you can decorate yourself. Yeah. You, you know, you can put uh, window tiles on the wall, so you could have like a browser on one wall. You could have like uh, the store on the other wall. You can have like other other bits and pieces all plastered around your house, but nothing that's really like interactive in a way, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and this is the thing. Like the reason why I mention uh, Oculus Dream Deck is that uh, a friend of mine who's really not into computers at all, and uh, before First Contact came out, I, I showed him the Dream Deck with the T Rex. He still talks about it to this very day, you know, like and says that it's one of the most amazing things he's ever experienced. And that's kind of like uh, amazing, you know, in a way that you can share that with someone. But what I'm I'm saying is here that I think Microsoft missed a trick and missed an opportunity there to do something really nice. Uh, to show something off on their new platform. So like what I think, like, so basically what this headset is, is it's really nice for developers, I guess, but it's not really for consumers. Uh, but that's that's the problem I had with this whole mixed reality uh, campaign. It's not clear for who it is. So it's like, you know, I think if you are a developer, it's very nice. I think it's, it's super cheap and uh, it brings a lot of possibilities. Um, but consumer-wise, it's just a trap yeah. in a way. It's not bringing them anywhere, VR-wise. Yeah, you gotta talk to uh, hardware and some of the software entry points. But <clears throat> what about actually what it'll play? 
it's not playing Oculus home games or, or Oculus exclusives, right? And, and Steam, how compatible is it with Steam? I and mean, what can you actually play? Okay, on it now? so you've obviously got Halo Recruit, which we all we all know about. Uh, you, you've got hand. <laughs> Stop saying that word, <laughs> <Sorry>. Mike. <laughs> Please. You can't call it so, Halo. No, it's really Stop. not. It really is. We've got some other games that were were launched with it as well, uh, but they're all titles that we, uh, as VR veterans, have been playing for the, like the last year. So you've got Super Hot, Arizona Sunshine, Form. Um, Space Pirate Trainer, uh, you've got Lunar as well, uh, but it's, it's literally a, a very small, tight library of games. Um, and the Steam VR integration isn't coming until December, so the point is, if you're going to buy one now, well, this is pretty much all you've got really, up until December when you've got access to the full Steam VR library. Uh, so that's a real, a real shame, in my opinion. I think they should have, you know, maybe even delayed the launch or, or made Steam available at least on day one, uh, because otherwise you're just going to have nothing to play for the next few months. You know, you're going to be very disappointed. Yeah, yeah. But then again, you know, on the flip side, going back yeah. to some positives, uh, I played Super Hot, which is still one of my favourite uh, experiences in VR. I really love that title. Um, and it worked, yeah. uh, uh, you know, absolutely fine. So I could literally just put the headset on, mm. launch super hot, and I'll be playing uh, as I would be on the Rift um, and having this. That is a real big feature. Mm. I, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. This is this is a great point for me to ask this question because I've been burning to ask it. Which is, why do you like super hot? I found it to be sh- incredibly short. It's like an hour and a half. And now I'm I'm someone who likes bite-sized content, but I didn't find it other than it to be kind of like. Almost a demo. The bits that I liked about it were where you go out to that .NET hack piece where you're outside the level. Mm. And that bit was mm. awesome. That was really cool. Like, I could see that spinning off into yeah. its own universe. But the actual gameplay, I was like, you know, really? it was really? mediocre to me. I really didn't find me, it that for interesting. Me up, to this, up to this day, it's still, like I think, like one of the best VR experiences that mm. I've had. I really, really had a great time in Super Hard. And Endless Mode is something that I... That I could like just keep on playing as well. I I, I really enjoyed playing with uh, with Super Hard. Also the mechanics of like you know the slowing down of the bullets. Uh, I mean it's been done before in uh, in VR, but the way that they've yeah. done that is yeah I find that really I had a lot of fun in that. Yeah, like, I, I, I still have. I think like the, the main the main game was was pretty fun, but it was like you just played it once and that's it. For me at least, I wouldn't really play it again. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the update they did after that, where you had like endless mode and all kinds of crazy modes, then it became like really challenging and fun in a way. But I do understand like it depends on how many like experiences you had as well um, and. I, I can see it getting like boring in a way, but you also have to use your imagination a bit where you're really the, the superhero of, of the game. If you if you don't really like use your imagination with it, I can understand it's not that exciting to play, but if you really get into it and you're like, whoa, uh, I'm, I'm Neo from the Matrix, yo. Yeah, or John Wick or something, right? Then it's like, yeah, yeah, then, then. It's a very interrupted so, experience though. Like the levels are quite short. Like you're yeah. talking, you know, two, three minutes and then boom, you're into another kind of what I would call like a VR That's loading space, you know? And then, so I didn't find myself getting really that deep into the immersion. You know, it kind of feels like layers of insight. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe it's also because it doesn't really... I the ongoing mode, so I will try that. I'll give it a shot. But could it also be because it didn't really have a story, so you were like missing what am I really playing here in a way? Or wasn't that really a factor for you? No, I don't think that... It doesn't have to be that. It's just, you know, game design that stands out to me as something that's unique and that kind of gives you that feeling. The same feeling yeah. that you guys, I suppose, felt, which is like, ooh, I'm Max Payne, I'm slow bullet diving. Yeah. I felt, you know, really recently in, in, in this indie game that's coming up um, that I tried at EGX recently, 
name of it is Honeypot Espionage, which I think is again a, a really tough title because you would you'd think that sounds like a beekeeper, right? Honeypot Espionage, but uh, yeah, yeah. you know that gave me that feeling. But super hot. Well, I think still for me, like uh, I have to agree with Rowdy. Like it's just one of the standout titles for me, and I think it's just that the the sense of power you have it gives you in that you know you are dodging these bullets and then shooting someone, then catching their gun in midair and then dishing it out to someone else. I don't think there's yeah. any other been any other game that makes you feel like such a badass uh, available in VR. Yeah, Robo Recall like though does just that, doesn't it? I mean, Robo Recall I would say does that better and in more colorful uh, comedic But I way. think Robo Recall's missing some of the magic that that Super Hot provides in, in many ways. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's just it's just. A, <laughs> okay, yeah, I was gonna say it's like this is yeah. one of those things that just becomes dead. It, it, it taste totally is, so. and I'm glad that you know we've got different opinions on things. Definitely, 100 percent, because it it sparks uh, you know discussion like this. Absolutely, but yeah, like you know, Super Hot did just work on this uh, device, and uh, I had no issues with the tracking whatsoever of the hands. But at the very beginning of uh, before I actually jumped into the game, I was testing the limitations of the hand tracking because obviously it is tracked by the cameras that are on the front of the headset itself. Yep. So if you take the controller behind your head out of view of the camera, then the hand just loses tracking completely and doesn't actually start moving again until you reintroduce it in front of your eyes. So it wasn't a problem in Superhot. It wasn't a problem in any of the other experiences that I tried. But I could just see it being a problem in some scenarios. Because, like, say Killing Floor Incursion, for example, on the Rift, there's many times yeah. where I've played that game where you're completely surrounded by enemies and you're kind of like mm -hmm. holding off and looking at enemies uh, in front of you, but also kind of shooting behind you without looking at the same time. And I find myself doing that fairly regularly in that game where I'm trying to sort of keep uh, a horde from, from, yeah, from jumping on me, right? Yeah, it's a must. 100%. I mean, it's a must to have something yeah. behind you yeah. in a yeah. way where it's tracked, you know, and, the, and that can be a backpack from the gallery, for yeah. example, or, or a sart you're pulling out or like, you know, uh, holsters. Or also uh, any, any kind of like bow game that you play, it's also always, you know, that you, you actually yeah. aim next to your head. Yeah, huh? that's right. So, that's right. And yeah. I think that's where it's going to be a problem. And, and, and the thing is like, it, yeah, okay, the controllers work like 98% of the time, you know, it, you're going to have this small uh, percentage of the time where it's not going to be tracked. But quite frankly, that's just not good enough for me as a gamer. Do you know what I mean? Like, and competitive gamers as well are just going to be like, well, no. You know, say if you're a lone echo uh, competitive gamer, right, and that's your bag. Well, if I said to you, okay, here's a controller, mate, but it's only going to work 98% of the time. The other 2% of the time, it might not work. Then you're going to be like, well, this is no use to me because I need it to work 100% of the time. 100%. Do you know what I mean? So There's an interesting parallel to that, actually, um, and I, I absolutely agree with you, Mike. So my wife and I, she's on Android, I'm on Apple, right? And we both use the uh, thumbprint scanner or whatever to, to get in through yeah. the home. And it's, it's very similar to that. Like on mine, it's working literally, yeah, 99% of the time. I don't think it's ever not worked actually. And on hers, it's like eight of 10 times. And she's like, feck it, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deal with this, yep. right? So it's the same thing. If, if, if it's just pissing you off, you're like, yeah. drop it. But I, I just don't understand who's buying this headset, who's buying any of the, MR headsets. I, I don't understand. Maybe in chat there's somebody who's like, this is my first entry point. I can finally afford yeah. it. It's standalone. It yeah. goes on the road. Because that's one thing we saw at Connect. People were just, you know, whipping it out and, uh, you know, playing with it in public. It was, it, sorry, you, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was really easy to do that and to show someone else an experience. So, like developers on the road, it seems to be the strongest headset nah, right now. It, it's definitely like a yeah. development thing. 
but that's the problem and that's what what i hate about the whole mixed reality thing it's just not they they don't seem to market it in a way like like mike bought it in a store if someone just gets curious anyway and is like oh hey that's vr and i want to get it uh you know so but that's it like they don't seem to really push it and anywhere you know you i know haven't it was seen it really popping up on the on the internet or you know so they also don't really seem to be in a hurry to promote it it's like they just uh expect maybe the vr community to maybe early adopt it in a way um but that's that's it like some people will buy it but it's not for them and they don't know and and that's the the issue yeah, i have right with, Right. It, it, it just feels like um, that's what I said in my video, you know. And the thing is, the the video that I did, where I said, you know, all this stuff uh, in the video, has got real sort of divided opinions on whether people think I'm uh, completely biased. I saw that. Or like, uh, you know, that I'm talking rubbish. And I'm, I'm, you know, I said at the very beginning, my basis is that I've been using the riff for ten months, so that's kind of like my my ground level. Uh, and this is what I expect from VR. Um, but the other thing is that's really annoying uh, and and sort of is a real bad point in my mind is that they've they've branded it as mixed reality and again like pe people need to to know very very clearly that these cameras on the front of the headset do not allow pass through for augmented reality experiences they're just there for the tracking alone um, I think that's a really, really big point because still, even now to this day, people are very, very confused and are talking about, oh, it's okay because they're going to be bringing augmented reality yeah. applications in the future. That's simply not true. Yeah. 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 It's, it's because of the name that, that people think about. It's also because of the trailers we have seen so far where they really simulate it in a way where it's like, wow, I'm like standing here in my own universe. And then, you know, they simulate a, a living room that is actually that home menu but people think it's it can be their own living room and they don't really uh, you know explain no, it in right. a way so that's right and that's true yeah, it's confusing i also think because they have of course that uh, that uh, uh, those windows glasses um you know the hololens they are the, the hololens are is of course meant for for augmented reality and i think they mm -hmm. they try to like brand that in there as well because you can access those ads some apps sometimes so i think that they, they try to to you know nibble off like uh, two cakes a little bit mm. there <laughs> <laughs> nibbling at two cakes but yeah that's uh, gonna stay with you're, me, you're right because basically that's why they've called mm. it the mixed reality platform is because they're going to be selling mm. vr and ar devices on the same platform that's why they've called it mixed reality. And it, it made me wonder, because we, we touched upon this, uh, I think, in the last uh, stream as well, where we said, um, what, what is the market that they're aiming this at? Mm. Because it's, I find it too pricey to be you know, competing with like the, the Rift and the, and the Vive. But it's also maybe, uh, I find it too, too um, uh, it's, it's not competitive enough to be pricing with the, the Rift or the Vive. But it's also a little bit too expensive to when you compare it to like other headsets, like for example, mm. uh, the Gear VR or like uh, those kind of like you know more moderate VR experiences. So I, I wonder like yeah. where, where are they trying to 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 aim? So I've at? been thinking about this more since yeah. I did my video, and I can tell you now that it's not targeted for enthusiast level VR people. It's not in, it's not targeted at gamers. It's not targeted at sort of people that want social. It's targeted at the casual gamer, I think, because. They can play games, but it's just a case of just—I don't know—it's just man. plugging it in. Like uh, this is uh, like the cost of somebody who's got like a PS4, who's like, nah, maybe I'll go for a PSVR. That that they should go for ten times over this MR rubbish. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I mean, the, this is one of the things I was gonna say. There's some really good sales coming up. Maybe we'll touch on it a little bit later. But 
there's some good deals out there for PSVR stuff. For anyone who's like, I want to get into VR. And if you have a PlayStation sitting there, mm. the entry cost is less than an MR headset. Right, right. So. right. And I think they also treat you better yeah. in the long term than, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, content's but coming, Like guys. something that people do not realize, if you are new to VR, you think like, hey, uh, so we got a Rift, uh, we got a Vive, and we got Mixed Reality, and they're all like kind of like close to each other in price, but they don't realize yeah. that the price uh, it has been made uh, for was much higher, but it dropped because they had to like compete with each yep, other a yep, bit. Yep. So like the, the 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 production price of the mixed reality headsets is way lower than the one of the Vive and the Rift, but people see the same price, so they will think it's all the same and the same quality in a way. But, but eventually, so they're like, it's like a sneaky thief between all the like like headsets right now, trying to uh, seduce some people to get it in a way. Um, I think there are enough people already that bought one right now that never tried VR where they were like, you know what, let's just buy one now and oh, this one looks the best because the design is cool and oh, it has some games on there, I see super hot, let's buy this one because the box is nice and the design is really cool, that's all, and then they take it home and yeah. then that's their first yeah. expectation of how VR is but eventually, you know? and, eventually and that's how it usually we goes. will get like uh, a rift between like you know the more cheaper headsets and the more pricier headsets which will probably be like the vive and the oculus rift but at this point in time there is not really that kind of competition because you know you have of course the the windows mixed reality headsets that now are roughly around the same price as you have for example already an oculus rift which is already what two years old now so I think that that mm -hmm. is indeed you, you have that problem there now. Yeah, I think because people think that the same the two headsets are maybe can do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Plus, plus, I mean, customer support wise, like we know what we can expect from Oculus, we know what we can expect from HTC. Uh, beware of of their uh, customer support, but like. Um, it's it's just very nice how everything has been uh, uh, built around it. Well, uh, like the mixed reality headset doesn't have a community yet. It's not clear for who it is. Who's this community going to be that owns it? You know, I don't have the feeling it's a it's a gamer uh, club that that yeah. has one. You know. Yeah. Um, the, the, so, the other big flaw for me uh, was the lack of audio. The lack of built-in audio. You know, it, it, it's just a given. Like yeah. I, I've had the the riff for so long and. You know, like I, I've reviewed uh, other detachable earphones for the Rift recently, and what I've discovered was that the actual ones that come with the Rift are really, really good in many, many ways, and that they're absolutely fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, so when I use this headset, the lack of built-in audio was a real issue. And, you know, I got the uh, HyperX Cloud 2 headset, right? It's probably one of the mo more popular ones uh, available for PC gamers, and it just didn't fit over the Dell strap. So then I had to wear it underneath the headset, and then some guy on my, oh my some God. guy on my video was like, <laughs> "Can I get a picture of that, Mike? Yeah, after yeah, this, you can. Please? Yeah, it looks awful." And uh, some guy was like, "Hey, Mike, you you noob, you have to wear your headset over the strap." I was like, "Dude, like <laughs> I know, like dude, show it now, like seriously, yeah. show it, show it. I mean, you oh, got no, it somewhere, I, I, I right?" I mean, just show how how easy or hard it is to do it, or did you already, already like return it? Return it, yeah. So, <laughs> okay. okay. I was gonna ask no, you. Yeah. Did you get your? Money oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And the thing is, as well, like I took it back to the shop, and a bit like the experience of buying it, you know, the guy didn't even know what the thing was. You know, it's like, it's almost like he, it looked like some sort of alien <laughs> technology to him. He didn't know. You know? That's. We, we but it's so weird. This. Like the, yeah. 
But it's also so weird. <laughs> like um, Microsoft wants, for example, Altspace because they bought it. Uh, uh, they want it to be their social mixed reality experience. But if they don't even have a mic built in, <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, mm, but maybe they're like, hey, we're going to sell some smart gadgets too later on. Hey, uh, uh, headphones on it. Click, click. Uh, bam, done. You know, um, yeah, I don't know. I have the feeling that this is not for consumers. Like, don't bother if you are just just a gamer or someone that wants to experience VR. Then, like, it's not for you. Okay, if you are a developer, yeah, then take a serious yeah. look at it in a way because it can yeah. be interesting. That's about it. It's for for developers, yeah. and not consumers. And the other thing, I'd, I'd, I, gu- yeah, I guess yeah, that's totally, what I, I, think I totally it agree. Is. And the other so. thing I just want to touch on uh, to to sort of round it up um, is that just it's just not very nice to to create content with like we're all content creators uh, you know like the oculus has its own issues when it comes to creating content with it because you know the field of view is kind of reduced and there's issues with that and but with this it doesn't help you in any way to to record the content that you're seeing on the screen and when you do eventually get it to record it looks very it doesn't look very nice the way it's portrayed in a video it looks nicer in the headset than it does in the video so again it's you know i can't see many people using this headset to say oh i'm going to be a mixed reality windows youtuber you know or twitch streamer you know it's just not going to happen <laughs> Yeah, I, I will uh, not be shame. splitting off onto another MR channel. I'm going to skip MR stuff in entirety. It's good to know. It's good to know. The, the VR community still needs you, dude. But it's 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 inter- it's just interesting to see how every time a new headset gets announced, what it does to all the community members of VR, where it's like, ooh, we got a new a player coming in, and now we can certainly say that mixed reality is not really a serious player in this like whole uh, like VR war yet. Um, but it it will happen, you know. I have the yeah. feeling next year we can expect more. I mean, you can see how fast suddenly a headset comes out and how fast it just drops in a store you know so yeah. i don't know but it it, it will make uh, the whole vr uh, like experience it will make it very different yeah. for a lot of people more opinions more experiences more silly fights on yeah. facebook and twitter uh, but nonetheless so, it's nice yeah. to see windows dipping their toes into virtual reality as yeah. well i'm not i mean that's a good thing that's always a good yeah thing. it's it depends on how serious they already want to go like with it in a way you know uh, that's like the, 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 the real lot. question so we're gonna we're I gonna guess. take the mr thing and we're gonna go we're gonna shove it into pandora's box because now that we've spent 30 minutes of all of our time and we're gonna lock it and never talk about it ever again, unless they release <laughs> Perfect Dark, an AR application where you can play Perfect Dark. In the I real just want to say one more thing. I just want to say <laughs> yeah, one more exactly. thing, actually, before you like really lock, like lock that box. Just tuck it back Ooh. out for a second, because uh, I, I would say that if if you if for some reason you know the, the Windows Mixed Reality platform appeals to you in any way, I would say wait till December, and I would say look seriously at the Samsung Odyssey headset because it is different from the others, and yeah. it's got built-in mm, audio. Yeah. I well. think the the resolution is going to be slightly slightly better. Um, and that's probably the one to go for mm. if you're going to have a Windows Mixed Reality headset. That's probably going to be the one. So that's all I'm going to say, um, and we're going to shut the door. But again, if you are a developer, then then you should get that one. And you like, are saying this having not tried it, right, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, just did. But you mean on specs level in terms of what it's yeah, promising yeah, yeah. and yeah. what we've heard? Like, obviously, I, I, you know, if I yeah. can get the opportunity to try one, I'll be more than happy to try one. You know, I'm not going to shut the door on it completely, but I, I just still, still don't think it's going to compete with the Vive or the Rift in many ways. Yeah. 
So that is uh, my thoughts on, and our yeah. thoughts on Windows Mixed Reality as a whole. And uh, I'd be interested to know what the chat has to say about this because, you know, maybe there is some people in the chat yeah. that have bought one and are happy with it, or maybe they, they're, they're not happy with it. Maybe they took it back because there's uh, yeah. a lot of uh, comments on the Mixed Reality Reddit where people have returned them. That's rare. I, I haven't seen many people tell me like, hey, Nathy, I just got one. And, uh, you know, um, like most people I know that they are still waiting for a headset don't buy it they're like okay you know they know what the rift can do they see every youtuber play around with a vibe and a rift uh and and that's also one of the thing that things that weighs in if they see people on twitch or youtube play around with certain headsets then that's the ones they go for and not for like mixed reality is kind of rare i haven't seen many youtubers i play think i'm not with it mm. i think i'm one of the like class core you know yeah <laughs> well you. congratulations you're, you're a rare <laughs> dodo now although i did uh, take it back so let's see, do we have anyone, let's see. Glad I bought a Vive. Well, I think you're safe yep. with a Vive or yep. a Rift right now. I don't think that's gonna change for a long, long um, time. My ex was crazy at Mixed Reality. Wait, wait, well, that's why it's your ex now, exactly. I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so obviously sitting here looking for the next person, right? The next special somebody. <laughs> yeah. So if you talk to your girlfriend about Mixed Reality, you know it's gonna end, okay? <laughs> don't, I warn you. The HP mixed reality has for Christmas. Yeah, I see. I see. Hmm. Well, uh, but I, I mean, you, in the end, like you can try it. I, there's nothing wrong with trying. Uh, but you know, if sure. you want the games library, um, you want the built-in audio, you want the better controllers, just get a Rift at three nine nine. Yeah. You know, or get a Vive. You know, both are. Some people are mm -hmm. still like you know when I was really surprised as a. Uh, I'll call myself a Rift boy, right? Because I started on DK2 and had the Rift DK1 boy. experience. But I was really surprised when Oculus fumbled at launch and Vive took up so much of the popularity vote. I mean, I'd say 9 out of 10 people at, at a certain part of that year were saying Vive, Vive, Vive. It switched around a fair amount yep. this year. Um, and also PSVR's taken a big chunk mm. of that. But yeah. it's, it's really interesting because we still have the debate uh, on the show very often, where someone comes in, they say, Vive's clearly the best, it's the most expensive, the best technology, I'm definitely gonna go for yeah. that, I'm gonna splash for that. And it's it's very difficult to explain to people mm. the point that I think Nathan mentioned, like these things are being hugely subsidized. Like the Rift, in terms of its manufacturing cost, and the tooling and the manufacturing of it that they're doing, and them strip, understripping the cost of that, it is a very well-built kit. I mean, the Oculus controllers, as you said, I could probably break a glass window with one of these if I wanted to, yeah. you know, and not damage them. Mm -hmm. I've knocked them off the wall, and there's literally nothing there. Um, mm -hmm. And actually, the Vive controller, to be fair to them, when the Vive launched, that headset is like, it's it's actually not too heavy, but it feels like a brick house. Like, it, it could take an impact. And same thing, you, you know, any Gorn players know, these things can really, <laughs> these beam. things can hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, that's yeah. right. So, you know, if you've got an Oculus or Revive right now, they, there's no reason to upgrade. Uh, just hold tight, and I'm sure there'll be something else around the corner. And that kind of brings us on nicely to the Pimax 8K. So, the Pimax 8K, it's just hit 2.5 million backed on Kickstarter, and it's got six days Insane. left. So, so Sorry, is that, is that money or is that money. people? No, no. Okay. Money. <laughs> yeah. People. Wow. Yeah, it could have be been two point six million people lining wow. up for the Pimax. That, which that is, would have been crazy. In, in yeah. terms of in terms of money, it's it's beaten the the Rift now. Yep. I think. No. 
So tell us, yeah. Mike, <laughs> the Pi Max, is it like the Raspberry Pi that they just bolted a VR headset to? Is that it? <laughs> uh, unfortunately not, because that would have made it easier for everyone. They could have built their own. Mm. Um, but yeah, so yeah. essentially we, the Pimax is doing really, really well on Kickstarter. Um, you know, they're saying that if they hit three million uh, in terms of dollars backed, that eye tracking will also be included in the headset, which is interesting. And I think there's probably a likely possibility that this is going to happen because, like I say, we're, we're just under a week away and we're at 2.5 million at the moment. Mm. What's the goal? What was their goal? They've succeeded past their goal. Oh, I think the they? goal was something like 500,000, something like that. They, they, they oh, smashed right. their goal within about four days, I think. Uh, it was pretty... And how does it work now? Because I don't, I don't tend to kickstart very much. I was not an Oculus Kickstarter, um, although I wish I had been. Everyone yeah. does and wish I had the lovely plastic box. But And, and you wanted to call yourself a riff boy? Some people have families to feed, Nathy. Let's not oh, yeah, start down that path. Some people have to go with the hummy dough. You know what that is? <laughs> oh, no, 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 don't... <laughs> Oh, poor, poor you, poor you. Hey, at least he started. That's the important thing. If you haven't started That's down true. this track, That's get true. started. You'll exactly. be glad you did. Yeah. Uh, so, so, That's right. Just not with the Windows no. MR headset. <laughs> no, exactly. So with Kickstarter, how it works is you kind of uh, are pledging that you're going to pay this money, you know, when the Kickstarter ends. So in six days' time, everyone that's sort of pledged that they're going to, you know, invest in it as such, you know, the full package, if you buy the headset, the, the base stations, the controllers is $799. So it's going to be about like, what, 600, and six, 600 quid, is that, Zim? About that? 600 quid versus dollars, yeah, you mean? God, that keeps deteriorating. It's about a. It's only like ninety percent versus hundred percent. Okay. Now it's, it's not a good exchange okay. rate. So it's so. going to be around seven hundred quid then, maybe uh, for the whole for the whole set. So in six days, because you've pledged that amount, when the sort of Kickstarter ends, that's when they take your money, and then they sort of pledge that they're going to start shipping these devices in February. Now I think. February is going to be a bit of a stretch for them because maybe they didn't anticipate the amount of people that are going to be interested in this device. And certainly if you look yeah, back yeah, historically yeah. at the Rift, for example, like that kept on slipping and slipping and slipping in terms of ship dates. So I wouldn't be like, you know, uh, holding your breath for like the, the, the February release. Um, but I do think it's interesting, and I, I do like the fact that these headsets are keep coming out and popping up. And the 8K one it probably interests me more than the Windows Mixed Reality one in many ways because of the wider field of view, um, and uh, the fact that they've just announced these like kind of knuckle clone controllers as well. Uh. So, Mike, just the basics again, just to touch on those. If anyone just joined us, so Pimax still stereoscopic vision, but you've got two 4K displays. Yeah, that's right. And, and an angle, a the angle hammerhead the... sized. It's about this yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, it's it? big. But the, the, the strap that your yeah. head. The screens are, are angled on. as well. They're angled. They're at a different angle than the regular five or the. Rift. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. I mean, I don't know yeah. how they fix that with the because it needs to be reprojected differently. But I guess it's a software yeah. matic or something that they they manage to do. Yeah. That. So at the moment, Lens, that provides no. a, a 210 field of view. So your natural peripheral vision is 220 field, field of view, essentially. So, you know, it's going to be as close as to your natural vision's peripheral view as it can get. So that's going to be really, really nice. If they can pull that off, which I think, you know, to a certain degree from what we've heard, like we've got a good friend of the show, Sweeviver, who is very, very interested in the, the Pimax 8K. He, he did kickstart it very early on. 
and he recently went to AR Days in Amsterdam to try the headset out for the first time. And uh, you know, his early impressions were were pretty good. You know, he thinks it, they they can do it. Uh, I still, I think we all still have our concerns because it is a Kickstarter, and you know, we've seen some Kickstarters go wayward and. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not saying that they won't deliver, but I'm just saying it'll probably likely be delayed, and um, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens with this. And I just wondered, are any of you guys actually interested in backing something like this, or are you just going to hold tight and wait to see what happens? Zim, Zim is a dead no. No wait, chance. Nah. Wait. No well, fucking so, uh, chance. I mean, I like the idea, but I th again from the from the time when it was first announced, which I think was about a year and a half ago, the technology feels like. It kind of feels like an offshoot. Like it doesn't feel like it's the main chain. Like it's going to go down this road. It kind of feels like oh, we're going to capture a net of people who want that high resolution experience. But inevitably, their their piece of this whole arena is going to go away because these headsets will catch up resolution wise, and they've already got the package of of the experience. So I I, I see it being an evaporating landscape so well, i so really I'm not interested point, in it. really point. quickly in between we we made a, a small mistake uh, the chat has corrected us they actually got five hundred thousand in the very first day that they were on kickstarter right. yeah. which was more than double the goal in the first day wow. so uh, wow they got like a lot of money Ooh, really, yeah. really quickly yeah. where's the company based mike do you know is it is this an asian company that's backing it or you uh, it's an asian company yeah yeah, yeah, but I think they're based. Yeah. Uh, now I was wondering the same, like who, who who are the people that make it? You know, what is their experience before all of this? Like, what did yeah. they do? You know, um, it's like like for me, it's like I think it, it can be pretty cool if it it's really what they promise. Then it's gonna be a blast. Exactly. But like for me, I I don't feel attracted to their marketing com campaign. It it's very vague. They don't seem to show everything off right now. It's like they got something to hide in a way where. They maybe don't want to show like the the kind of small issues it has. No one had it in their hands for like a couple of weeks where they could like really uh, test it heavily. Uh, we have seen the same experiences getting played every time. We haven't seen like real uh, uh, on-screen gameplay with a computer next to it, with like measurement stuff on there with FPS meters and things yeah. like that. Like, like that's the thing. Like when you uh, promote an 8K headset to me, I feel like PC Master Age, you know, like show that thing, like powerhouse, you know, yeah, exactly. and, and that's what they don't do. They come up with, Hey, uh, you can play uh, Fruit Ninja today. We only, uh, and I'm like, we only uh, have, we you only know, have a laptop. We can only show it on a laptop. What, why are they not? Yeah, so I'm like an 8K, and yeah, but an 8K headset, as they call it, uh, it's just like as a PC gamer where you got like a really nice rig. You're like, okay, mm, I want to try that thing. You know, yeah. how is it gonna? But that's the thing they don't really promote, like marketing wise. It's very vague. If, if it's they, not really go, giving me the info I really 8K, want to have. If they go 8K, why don't they like load that up to like a beefy PC with like, you know, triple GTX uh, 1080 Ti's, you know, like something really, really crazy or a Titan Axis and then, you know, max it out and everything. And so look, look what we can do. But no, I find it, I just find it really strange that they're showing everything on the laptop. Uh, and it, it just seems yeah. like they're a bunch wait, wait, of guys traveling around. Is this can we dive into this a little bit? Yeah. Because, Rowdy, so you're yeah. saying laptop. Is this because they're an Asian company sending correspondence over in, to a European convention no, no. show and, and they no. have to carry you know, a machine No, the with guys them? that are demoing no, it, uh, the, I think it's like a couple, they're married. Uh, according to uh, another friend of ours, they actually uh, live in San Francisco. So I don't think that's the case. Yeah, Still so. there's a travel aspect there. So, I mean, I've heard of, I think the tested guys, you know, checked out the headsets and their video of that is actually really good. So go mm -hmm. look it out. But 
the thing that I've heard on Reddit and that about this headset that really stands out is the vertical FOV. So the vertical field of view. Yeah. And yeah. you basically say that that is endless. So as far as your eyes can see, you're filled up. And that is amazing. Uh, with that is almost filled is what I've heard. But the, the, the point mm -hmm. what I'm what I'm trying to, because of course, you know, traveling with a laptop is easier. That's, that's probably the reason why they're doing it. But at the same time, they got 3 million in backing. I'm sure that they can afford to fly in a desktop as well. No, I mean, if they want to show it off, how well it works. There. Yeah. yeah, like why not? What? Why? Why are they? Why are they showing it off on a on a on a laptop? I no, don't but know even it. like I, I haven't know. seen any partners of them doing anything with it. Like, where's for example, Nvidia or Asus? Like, hey, we got a big PC, let's hook it up, or like a, a PC company. No one, like they they didn't show off anything with partners at all. They traveled around with one prototype. Everyone, all the press tried that one prototype. Tried the same kind of games. Um, and it's not like they just send it to you where you can try it for three weeks and really stress test it, where you can do everything you really want to do. So they give you a little bit of time to get you hyped. Like that's what I felt. Like they really try to hype it up in a way. Yeah. But the, the yeah, thing, I don't know. The thing that got me worried a little bit was um, I, I followed like the AMA. They did like an AMA on Reddit, and there was this one person who said, do, "Does it require specific support?" And the answer to that was, no, it doesn't require specific support. Uh, we were open VR, this and that. But if they want to, you know, if they want to make use of the big field of view, they need to use our SDK. Right. But that is that is specific support, right? If they need to use your SDK for, and they said for field of view customizations, I don't know what those customizations are. Maybe it's indeed if you want to like pop up special things in the field of view, or is it actually using the full field of view to use that? You need to use their SDK, and there was no there was no further answer on that, and th that got me a little bit worried because, I mean, a headset like this from a small company kind of stands or falls with the amount of support that it will get, and if if games like like Onward or like whatever whatever like the the most played VR games are, if they're not being fully supported, and then I mean like you actually get the full, you know, 220 or the, the 200 fields of view, uh, without it like being stretched or like zoomed in, because then it's not really uh, an increase of field of view, then I'm, yep. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about that. There's and I wanted there, to, right? let me be clear, I wanted to be to be as perfect as it is. I want it to be, you know, 4K in each, in each eye. I want it to be 200 degrees field of vision. But I'm, I, I don't know, there's something off about this. There's something weird. Why are they not showing this? Why are they not doing this? Why are they not answering those questions? Mm. They're still in dev, right? I mean, the thing with Kickstarter is that you're not necessarily going to have your product to the point where you want to show it off. Of course. So I can understand, I can understand that they're holding, holding back to some degree. But what Nathan was saying, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna come in with the big flashy numbers, you got to be able to be ready to show your mm. big guns. And yeah. the thing that you're talking about there, Rowdy, which I think is a really important point, is that when you think about performance, and this is this applies to any new equipment and technology, right? Software, hardware, and drivers, right? Driver support. So like mm -hmm. Nvidia and AMD, are they are they ready to support, as you said, the translation of the game world? And the optimization of you levering, leveraging your hardware to interact with the software that a developer's written to yeah. actually take the benefit of the hardware, you know. So indeed, yeah, that's a big. So question. I take it you guys yeah. are sort of happy to wait this one out. Wait till uh, you can actually buy one, maybe in the stores, and then see what people yeah. say. But yeah, at, at the same time, I yeah. mean, it's not like because I mean, I, 
I make uh, content on YouTube and so does Nathan and so do you. It's not gonna improve my content on YouTube, right? I mean, it's not like I need this headset to make better kind of videos or whatever. But I mean, I would like to have it, of course. I mean, if it works as they as they say it does, and and and, and it looks freaking awesome, then yeah, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. gonna purchase one, or you know, yeah. I'm gonna make sure I get one somewhere. Uh, yeah. I mean, from from a review channel perspective, of course, it's like a must-have in a way yeah. uh, because you want to see what it does. Like maybe it, maybe it's gonna replace my 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 uh, casual vibe uh, play. Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, it seems to be a very like big thing on your head in a way. Um, so like everyone is talking about like the the specs of it, but like we also don't know how uh, long is it going to uh, uh, like you know how how much can it um, take before it's actually you know breaking or you know when how how strong is the display and, and stuff like that like how long can it actually uh handle those uh, intense play sessions yeah. same for the cables you use stuff like that so uh, like i want to i want to get excited for the pimax i'm not hating on it it's just that um like if you if you already show off at your marketing campaign that you don't want to give everything away or are like you're not going to be transparent to me or others it's like okay then i just wait until you bring it out and then we'll see if everyone is getting a great headset or not but if it's not going to be a great headset it's going to be a fucking disaster for vr in general because it hurts the industry yeah, it will hurt the industry like it's it's like have you seen how many people like back this? That's a lot of money. Yeah, so and so if you're they saying play it's around... the Star Citizen issue. So you're saying if you've got a truckload of people showing up with their cash and they're backloading this thing and they don't deliver, you're saying it's going to hurt the environment. Because to me, I suppose yeah. when I looked at it, it was like... Yeah, the trust, like trust-wise, it will hurt it. Yeah, uh, okay. Trust-wise, it will hurt it, you yeah, know? It well, like, let's say I, I, I just worked on my own headset and it's like a lot better than the Pimax 8K and I want to uh, do a, like a Kickstarter. And I was like, yeah, but we had to... And then a, a lot of projects that actually have potential will just fade away. So, so when and is the Navy like, head yeah. launching? When, when can I get my head into this? I don't know. You never know. Maybe, maybe like if VR is real big, I'm sure I can like build my own custom. It's gonna, it's gonna VR have. It's, headset, <laughs> but, uh, will you be? Will you be handling support, Nathan? Will like you handle? It's gonna have a unicorn on it. Yeah. Uh, it will have a lot of exclusive games, of course, some simulators and uh, things like that. But uh, no, I mean, like you get my point. I don't think it will hurt in a way where people uh, have like uh, yeah. headsets where. Uh, you said exclusive okay, now simulators. My mind went places, dude. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Same here. I was like, okay, what, what does it mean? It's a VR mean? VR YouTuber simulator. Um, is the uh, first launch title. No. <laughs> yeah. I would play that. Yeah. So let's wait until I, it I like arrives that. at people's yeah. doorstep. You know. I would definitely play that. That's I play PewDiePie's. I don't know yeah. if you, uh, any of you guys dabbled in it. It was fucking yes. good. Yes, into the bro It was fucking good. It was a great app. Oh, it was good. Good game. I, I agree. It was good. Uh, Reviver just uh, um, joined the, the chat as well, and he said that uh, Pimax is giving out free eye tracking if you reach 3 million on Kickstarter. Yeah, right. We've already yeah, mentioned that, that indeed. Yeah. So uh, moving on from the Pimax, uh, obviously none of us are going to sort of be backing it, but, you know, we definitely want to keep an eye on what's going on there. Uh, waiting to see what happens. Yeah. yeah, waiting for the reviews. Waiting for the reviews. So moving on to other news, we've got... Uh, we obviously talked about Windows Mixed Reality and the fact they had no titles. Well, you've got Minecraft coming to Windows Mixed Reality, so if Minecraft is your bag, then uh, it's also going to be available on Windows Mixed Reality, along yeah. with pretty much every other platform in existence right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, wow. Does it have like uh, inside-out tracking support, or is it just uh, uh, like like kind of 
you know, I'm not sure. So really I, I don't know because I've I've never actually played Minecraft. Um, it's it, like uh, I know, I know. So me neither. No. I never no, played it at all. Either. Or you never no. played it in VR. Oh. So uh, what I'll do is I'm gonna I'm gonna allow you guys to talk about this one and take the reins a little bit because I have. Okay. All the I'll kids in the chat are really yeah, angry. I'm gonna get some real haters. Well, my head was you're, blown you're, a little bit because I got into I got into Minecraft very very early on, uh, one of the first alphas. When actually there was a bug, and their servers let people in, and Reddit was like, "Oh my God, they're letting people play Minecraft for free." And a buddy of mine who I'd been gaming with for ten years said, "You got to check this out." And I log in, and I'm like, "Feck, what is this? I see a pig." There's some ice, and then I like got through the ice, and I fell under a cave, and then water was pouring in on me. I was like, Dah! and I got up, I got up top, and I was like, okay, this is pretty good. And then three years later, you know, I've run seven different Minecraft servers, and you know, so I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of hours in Minecraft. Uh, this morning, I spent half the day the setting thing, up my wife and daughter been... in, in a Minecraft server on our land. So, yeah. um, the it used to it used to work incredibly well in the DK2 days. Minecraft was one of the best experiences you can have. Um, more recently, the Windows 10 updates are almost impossible to work in a multiplayer environment with other people and your own custom server. I wrangled with mm. it for like eight hours. This is after four years of Minecraft server administration, and then I wow. gave up. And this is why if you see Oculus Home and the scoring, Mike, you were talking to me about earlier, there's like a two or three star rating you know, out of five. It's it's low. I, I tried to rate it down myself. I tried because it is not... A good experience right now. If you can, yeah. if we can get back to the thing that there was a guy called Still Artois who who did the uh, the Minecraft mod initially for the DK2, that was wonderful. Aside from being a stomach jerker, because that lateral motion, that smooth lateral motion at a low yeah. frame rate, I used to run it at like 16, 17 frames. That's how I got my VR legs, my friends. <laughs> that was still a good <laughs> test, an acid test for whether or not you actually had VR legs. And actually, to be fair to them, the one thing that I think Microsoft have done, having acquired the asset and actually promoted uh, Minecraft on a, a variety of different platforms, um, the step in and step out of the picture frame, in other words, you can hop into 2D mode when, you, when you're not feeling so well, come back you know, come back out and, and, and feel comfortable. You're sitting on a VR couch and you're looking at a screen and you're playing and when you're ready, you hop right back in. And that, that transition is absolutely gorgeous and the frame rate on the game these days is rock solid but the multiplayer bit they need to get that right the thing the thing yeah. with me uh, as well has been i i've never played minecraft and the thing that's been holding me back has been just the amount of time that it requires you know to really get involved in this because i have the feeling that this is kind of like a game you don't play it for like 20 30 minutes this is a game that you literally play for like four or five hours you know just having fun and i kind of need someone else as well to help me get started with this now, now you guys I'm, I'm gonna find out a way and i'm gonna get you both of oh, you no, mike please. and rowdy i am bringing you guys into a multiplayer server we're gonna play together oh. i'm gonna figure this stuff out now all right <laughs> i need i need to join now i mean i need to see that for myself <laughs> no but uh tell me nathan you have uh, you've you've covered vivecraft haven't you i haven't i haven't covered vivecraft i never tried vivecraft i mean to, to be honest like <laughs> minecraft is is a fun game you know i i really enjoyed it Back in the days, nowadays, like it got kind of old. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm over it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but sorry. No, so but you... seriously though, I did play uh, Minecraft, an official uh, VR uh, uh, Minecraft game. It wasn't like an Oculus Home, you know, the one with the gamepad. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was very cool. You had like a cinema mode where uh, you were sitting in a Minecraft house with a TV screen, so you could play it on a couch. And then when you press the button, you were going into the actual game, and that was a very nice like transition. 
But in the end, yeah, if, if you want to play uh, Minecraft at its full potential, then you do it with motion controllers. But that's strange. Vivecraft and maybe some other tiny mods are the only ones that offer that. But where is Oculus doing it themselves? I mean, they they promoted Minecraft a lot on like the Gear VR and then also on PC. Yeah. But you like you can't be serious. You can't offer Minecraft on PC with just the gamepad. I mean, the touch is out for so long now. I'm actually going to uh, disagree with you there. I'm going to disagree with you that uh, the touch controls, I think, actually ruined the experience. Um, before them, it okay. worked very well. And people, there were mods out against Vivecraft, I think, didn't do a great justice to things like digging. I mean, do you really want to... I mean, it's not, a, it's not a light controller. You know, how many hours can you do this, lads? Because trust me, at the end of that, and when you're at work the next day or whatever, wow, and you're like, man. oh, my wrist is hurting so bad, they're like, yeah. Um, but it's, it's like, like that's why all VR gamers it, in 2020 will be like real beefy. Yeah, yeah, yeah like crabs, right? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe even buff. You know, the top half very yeah. strong. Um, we can yeah. talk about that at some stage, like the the impact of exercise to uh, to VR users, because I think it actually is a material. Maybe when we talk about BAM a little later on, because I think yeah. it's a real it's a real effect. Mm. And actually, staying a bit healthier as a gamer. You know, getting into VR has, has health benefits, but um, maybe we'll save that a little bit later on. One of the things I wanted to say, because I, I, I tweeted it out earlier, and I was really surprised. The scope of Minecraft now in terms of platforms, I'm just going to read a list. If you don't yeah, mind, for, yeah. I'm just going to read the list of supported platforms that Minecraft is on, because this thing has spread like a virus. <laughs> Desktops, right? Windows, Mac, Linux, and Windows 10. I like to yeah. differentiate with Windows 10, because it had a special rebuild. Yeah. Consoles... Xbox One, Xbox 360, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, Wii U, Switch, and the new 3DS. I don't even know what the new 3DS is. <laughs> Devices, iOS, Android, Windows Phone, Kindle Fire, Gear VR, Apple TV, and Fire TV. Wow. It's on all wow. of those. <laughs> How do you play that? <laughs> <laughs> you on my Apple them? TV, I play Minecraft. Like, who knew that was going to be, you know, in the pipeline? I, I just think it's... Yeah, like you say, is I have to say... Sorry, I was going to... Yeah. Final point here. Minecraft was one of the best social experiences, and it's what me helped gain my audience, because we were able to connect in a way and reconnect and revisit. And it's something that now, even three, four years on, there aren't that many titles where you can easily get in together and build something permanent mm -hmm. you know a lot of the stuff is let's get together and kill some stuff or let's get together you're not really progressing and it's that feeling of progression i'm hoping to see in from other sons mm -hmm. honestly yeah. even yeah. if it's limited progression even if it's not a 400 hour build mm -hmm. you know then hopefully that would be something that we get to see yeah 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 definitely it's yeah. um it's, it's interesting because like you say it's on every platform obviously now it's coming to windows mixed reality but i wonder if it, you know if it's going to make a difference in any way like if it's going to attract people to the platform um, i i don't know you know like like we said before yeah. so so there are no details on how you no, play that but it's funny that zim you mentioned like you know if you're doing it with the touch controllers like chipping away at blocks all day long you know you're going to get some serious repetitive strain injury there you know it's probably not ideal like you say Definitely. to use touch controllers if you don't already have well, it you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do as a keyboard user for like 18 hours a day i i actually suffer from it yeah. sometimes yeah, and I have too. to back off it, you know. But if Once you, you could go just over that thirty change, mark, yeah. it you'll be like you look. <laughs> but I mean, you, you look like just... Morty from uh, Rick and Morty, where he's got that really muscly one arm. You know, he's just like chipping away. <laughs> That's what you'll get. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I think like if you change, if you are able to change the settings of, for example, Vivecraft in a way, you can still have like a fun experience because holding a torch, yeah. for example, and going to a game yeah, is fun. Maybe not like cutting a tree in a way, no. Yeah. But um, so if you could change that in a way, of course, no one wants to have like this this movement mm. all the time where they try to get a three down and stuff like that. I mean, that's what mainly Minecraft is all about, like like destroying some blocks. So that's gonna be horrible for you uh, to well, do. Can't they like make like um, I don't know like some kind of like uh, thing that you know you once you do you can do like record an action and then replay like the action the entire time. They actually already have some of the stuff addressed, Rowdy. I'm just being ordinary. Um, but some of this stuff is. <laughs> easier than I'm making it sound. They have actually okay. polished the edges. The issue is that there, there's a little bit of an issue of fatigue if you're standing in your room. Because as you said, right, Minecraft isn't is the game where you tend to, you get into it and you're like, oh, I'll just build a house. And you blink and all of a sudden it's morning. You know, like it really is a game that it's about, because you're, 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 you're doing successive little projects or gathering and all that kind of thing, it's very easy to lose track of time. Yeah, there yeah. aren't that many games that do that. It's, but it's, a, very, it's a very cozy game as well. Yeah, true. Especially if you're with people because it's totally relaxed. You can, uh, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it is a totally relaxed game. But um, if you guys haven't played it, yeah. then I will take it upon me to show you what Minecraft is oh. all about. And I will figure, I will break this down, I will find a way for us to connect through VR in Minecraft, and I'll show you. Yeah. And I'll also test oh. your VR legs. <laughs> Zims. I mean, that's for me, that's why I like Minecraft so much, because like, when I played with Legos back in the days, like this replaced my whole Lego addiction of like the past, pretty much. That's what I would say. When was the uh, last time you bought something anyway. Lego, Nathy? One and I, a half I, I was 16 ago. and I bought a uh, I bought a giant spacecraft for like a hundred dollars and I put it all together. I was super happy. Oh my! Star Wars Lego. I love Lego. He just bought. Yeah. Oh man. Lego Star Wars in particular. I love Lego yeah. Star Wars, but yeah. <laughs> Do you play the games? Yeah, very nice. The Star Wars, or sorry, the the yeah. Legoified like <laughs> the, the superhero games. games. There's there's. I don't actually know much, oh, but there's yeah, like I played them all with my wife. Like we play together. That's the one game we play together. <laughs> Do any That's of those awesome. are any of those uh, VR compatible no. in any way? Even with one of the injectors. No, and it, it's funny because the one, the well, one that we play injectors. the most is uh, Lego yeah. Harry Potter because my wife's uh, like a huge Harry Potter fan. Yeah. And uh, when I was oh, at yeah. Oculus Connect Four, I met the guy from Warner Brothers, <laughs> and I said. You would make my wife a very happy woman if you could just like make Lego Harry Potter in VR. That would literally she would she would never leave VR. She would like sleep in the headset. She would never leave. She's obsessed with <laughs> uh, with Harry Potter and living at Hogwarts. So um, I begged him, but he wasn't that interested. Funnily enough, um, but yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, Lego. It, it, no, 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 Mike, 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 Mike. This is a businessman yeah. thing, right? Inside he's going, holy shit, ching, ching, yeah. ching, 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 and outside he's going. Don't let them know that you're probably. onto us, you know? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So it's 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 a surprise that there is no real Lego VR game yeah. out there yet. Yeah. Kids yeah. would love that. Yeah. And and, and Mike's uh, you know, yeah, girlfriend. she'd be she'd be over but the moon. You know what I mean? <laughs> Kids would love yeah. it. And your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like uh, right. so That's we'll we'll move on. Like obviously we talked about Minecraft, which is a cozy game. And now the next game we're going to talk yeah. about is certainly Very not cozy in any way, shape, or form. This is going to be oh. Five Nights at Freddy's in VR. Now, I don't know if you guys have heard of this game or oh, seen God. it or played it in the past, um, but essentially a, a guy from the community <laughs> has made a, a fan-made version of it in VR. Uh, you can check it out for free. It, you can download this thing for free. It's over on gamejolt.com. 
And all you need to do is search for Vive Nights at Freddy's. So obviously HTC Vive <laughs> Nights at Freddy's. Uh, oh and God. essentially what it is is a room scale remake of the original game. Uh, designed for the HTC Vive and Oculus Rift. And it essentially just includes two nights at the moment and then an extra Halloween special edition night. Um, but in the future it's going to expand to the full five nights and may include some other bits and pieces as well. So uh, I wanted to make a fun video for, for Halloween, so I thought this would be a good title to play. And I'd never played Five Nights at Freddy's before, and oh my word, it was pretty terrifying actually. Because uh, the game is just full of jump scares. Uh, and I don't know if you know, but this is essentially what you do. You you are your your role in the game is uh, a new security guard in this uh, uh, Freddy Fazbear's Pizza Restaurant, <laughs> where they've got these animatronic puppets that obviously play songs and stuff uh -huh. during the day, but at night they kind of come to life and they walk around the pizza restaurant, and you you're, you're like a security guy watching the security cameras, so you've got to like follow them around, and then when they come close to your like little security booth. You've got to like lock the doors down because otherwise they're going to come in and attack you, basically. <laughs> uh, so can't you leave them locked? <laughs> so, it, but the problem is, every time you look at the security cameras or you put the lights on or you close the door, it consumes your power, and you've only got a limited supply of that. So you've got to be really careful about when you use these items to protect yourself, and it just gets really, really nerve-wracking, and uh, it's, it gets pretty terrifying. So if Wait, you can protect yourself with items. I don't remember that from Five Nights. Oh no, no, no! no. So, you protect so you're protecting with? yourself with the like by closing the door. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, fight yeah. them in any yeah, way. Yeah. You've literally just got to close the door. So, essentially, as a game, right? This is. I actually had a question yeah. for you guys because I've never asked you this. Chuck E. Cheese is an American establishment where, as a kid, <laughs> pretty much every birthday party is a Chuck E. Cheese. You go, you get pizza, you mix the soda of all the different flavors, you drink that, you know, you're hypered up on energy, and then you see these animatronic puppets display, mm. and it's kind of fun, kind of creepy, you know, all the right, the way up as you're growing up. Is there anything like that, animatronic anything, in Europe? Uh, the only thing I've seen is at Disneyland, which is the, um, the Rainforest Cafe. I don't Can't know if you've be ever been there. Well. But every like oh. half an hour, they have like oh, a yeah. thunderstorm, and all the uh, puppets come to life, like all the animals. That's kind of cool. They have that at Disney. Oh. Yeah. But that's the only yeah. thing I've seen. Yeah. No, I, no, I, I don't. I don't think so. Not not like a restaurant kind of way. No. Yeah, let's leave that in the U.S. I don't think it belongs no. over here. because 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 this nice, fine yeah, culture. Getting this is the kind of stuff so. that nightmares are made of. Literally, like I think I'd be terrified oh, because if it's anything like this, then oh my, I'm just gonna have reoccurring nightmares. No, no, I'm no, sorry, it's not a something... torture dungeon for children. Although I would love to create one of those. That's what it seems like. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I was, still, I was still, still looking for something to play in, uh, on Halloween, so maybe I should, uh, I should give that one a try. Definitely. Then. Definitely. Yeah. So one question, like, how do the jump scares work in that game? Oh, okay. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm scared. Okay. Always scared. So, so you're so in I your little know. security guard booth, and you're watching the video cameras, and you can see the animatronics uh, moving through the sort of uh, restaurant towards your booth and you're like oh he's coming he's coming he's going to be outside like soon and then you can hear the footsteps and then you you turn the light on because obviously you can't see because it's dark in the corridors so you turn the light on in the corridor and then he's just like there standing at the door which is like <laughs> it makes you die and then you have to hit the button to close the door so he doesn't come in and attack your face <laughs> 
I think one of the main game mechanics really in Five Nights at Freddy's is, ba is like battery power or charge yeah. or whatever. So like you have a certain amount, it's a balance position, right? So you you got a certain amount of charge to kind of control these doors open yeah. shut, to do the cameras. And then you have like memory tick backs, kind of like I expect you to, not ex I expect you to die, the bomb game. Um, Keep talking and nobody explodes. Keep talking and nobody explodes. Oh, yeah. If you get to the, the the later levels in that, you have these timers that you have to you have to keep kind of like suppressing, suppressing, yeah. right? It's very much like that. That one guy's gonna pop out of a out of a, a series of curtains and he's gonna come at you, and you have to kind of keep mm -hmm. poking the bear to keep him in his in his cave. Yeah. And then if you don't poke the bear and you forget, and he comes at you and you go, oh god! And then he, all of a sudden he's right on top of you before you. Even yeah, know that's it. right. And the thing is, that's great jump scares. Yeah, terrifying. yeah, it is. Pretty it terrifying. Fucking yeah. terrifying. And the thing is, like, once they get you, then that's it. It's game over. Like, you only you only get one opportunity to get it right, and you've basically got to survive up until six a.m. the following morning. Yeah, you've got to survive the night. You know what? It's, it, it, it's a lot like um, a different game style, but very similar timeout as the Resident Evil Seven DLC. Okay. On PSVR, okay. which is the same thing. It's you. You started say midnight, and you have to make it to 6 a.m. So you have to kind of survive yeah, through yeah, the night yeah, 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 in blocks of in blocks of yeah. time. So it's it's that kind of style. But if you don't scream playing it, yeah, talk to me. Yeah, if you want to see me, if you want to see me <laughs> scream like a girl, then check out the video that will be coming out on Tuesday. Because uh, yeah, there's some legit scary yeah, bits. I, I think I might give I'm it a shot. I'm, I'm, I'm not really good in horror no. games, though. I, I find them uh. awful. Especially in virtual oh. reality, but you, you got yeah. me kind of intrigued with this yeah. one, though. I have to say. Yeah, and it's oh, no. free as well. So, you know, if you oh. want to check this one out, like I said, head over to gamejolt.com and uh, yeah, search for Vive Nights at Freddy's. So that's Vive as in HTC Vive. There is a, there is uh -huh. a tangent here I have to talk sure. about, which is for anyone who's gotten into VR, particularly if you're a veteran, right? You start to look for um, maybe peripherals or something else that can enhance the experience, maybe even you know, a higher quality headset, you know, start scraping out there. One of the things that can materially change your impression of what you're experiencing, I've found, other than the giant rod that Rowdy's put, okay, actually, let's just, Rowdy, tell us what that is first before I continue. This is the ProTube VR. I bought this actually I think two days ago, and I just got the. I haven't had a chance to try it yet, but it's like a, a gun mount for uh, for playing Onward and Pavlov and that kind of stuff. That is awesome. And wow. a lot of people have actually nice. recommended me. I know that, for example, Lonely Viper, he plays with this one as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm actually quite excited to try to try playing. How much is that? How much is that? That looks awesome. This this one, I, uh, I I did get a coupon from the from the the guy who made it, so I got fifty percent off. I think new because this is like the one for Oculus and Vive, since you can see you can put Oculus in here as well. Uh, I think new uh, this is hundred fifty euros for Oculus and Vive if you buy like with the two point sling. And nice. Uh, and I think the cheapest version goes for like seventy five euros or something. So I mean, just to just to explain it, right? You when you're trying to hold two controllers in the air with no bracing support. And yeah. like get your gun lined up and all that, having a hard rod to hold against your shoulder, you can make that shot so much easier. Yeah, and it's actually nice since you can like pull these out as well and put them back in. So if you need to like take now, I want one of those. Like I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tap you for your contact. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. yeah. <laughs> but what can I was have, gonna say can is we have discount codes, please. Tactile transducers. So. Base shakers is what they're called. They came out of the cinema world where you're, you're watching Jurassic Park and you're like, wouldn't it be great if I could feel the thumping footsteps 
of the Tyrannosaurus Rex as it's chasing me. And you yeah, can get exactly. these like pod-shaped things that will like shake your sofa and you mount them to the, the beams in the sofa. The same thing is true for VR. So there's two solutions that I've tried. One is, a, is called a butt kicker. I'll show you in a moment. I'll struggle and lift my chair up and show what it looks like. But these things, they can really enhance the experience. Like um, the other one that I've got is called a Subpack, Subpack M2. And they've actually just launched mm -hmm. a new version, the Subpack mm -hmm. M2X. This is the M2, the original one. And it's, it's worn like a hydro pack. You wear it on your back. They're quite pricey. But if you find a used one or something like that, totally worth the experience. Like I played Farpoint with this, eight hours with this and the gun controller and all that. Fantastic. Nice. Like it felt oh, like I was cool. in the middle of a film that's for cool. eight hours straight. It was just so good. And the punch that it gives you is it, like once you play with it, you don't want to play without it. And horror games are terrifying. Like you think they're bad enough when it's just noise. When, it, when you feel something running at you, there is something inside you, like Neanderthal level, that just makes you die inside a little bit, right? I want to see. I'm sure I've gotten gray hairs in my beard because of this, but it is totally worth the experience. So look these things up if you want some recommendations. You, are you drop trying me a tweet. to be like the first Twitch streamer to like die on stream uh, or something? I've tried several times. <laughs> I want to see you play Five Nights at Freddy's with that thing on. Oh yeah. It's uh, it's rough. I'll, I'll show you the, the this thing. Okay, my chair. Anyone else who has this, the IKEA Marcus. It's a kind of a giant. I've thing. got the same chair. Hopefully, won't. Oh, right. So you see that giant red? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's thing it. at the bottom. That's dynamite. I could have just moved my camera. It's a butt <laughs> kicker, right? Butt and that that goes hand in hand with an amp. I'll show you the amp. And the amp sits over here. Yeah. This yeah. guy. And so it works just like if you had some audio equipment, like a like a subwoofer or you know an a, a proper AV setup at at, at home. And um, man, the vibrations obviously it's vibrating up through the base of the chair and it clamps like that as an arm, and it vibrates. Um, if you have anyone living underneath you, they'll fucking hear it. But the benefit is if you're ground floor or if someone's on that side of you, they don't hear it. So if you want to get a real like loud experience. In yeah. terms of the feel, really good for VR. Anyway, I had to nice, plug that nice. stuff. Yeah, no, sure. show, no, it exists. It is definitely a cool way that's available now that you don't have to wait for. You know, you have to wait for resolution, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing um, I want to read out because we're sort of getting strapped for time. There is one sort of story that we're going to have to miss and maybe talk about next time. That's bullets and more. But I want to sort of just talk about this funny story. And if you, if anyone has got a funny story in the chat as well, like share it now while I read this one out and maybe we'll read it out as well if it's a good one. But this is an exceptional <laughs> funny story and kind of works as well because obviously it's Halloween coming up and it's kind of spooky in a way. Okay. So this is from a guy called uh, Dark Side of Oz. He's a, a Vive Reddit user, and he posted this in the Reddit Vive. Uh, the Vive Reddit, sorry. Uh, so this is his story, right? So I'll read it out to you. So imagine this. So I sat down and booted up Elite Dangerous to do some space pirate bounty hunting. I put on my Vive, hopped into the game, and I went online to the resource extraction site I had logged out the previous night. I deploy hard points and start my fight. Then something crawled across my eye. <laughs> I couldn't get the headset off fast enough, tossing it at my monitor and slapping my face with both hands as if it were on fire. I stopped when I was sure there was nothing on me and looked over to the Vive. A spider had crawled out of it. <laughs> 
Luckily, the Vive nor my monitors suffered any damage, but my ship was destroyed in game. <laughs> my nerves suffered a blow, and my paranoia of eight-legged face huggers when putting on my Vive has increased. So yeah, important information here. Check before you put it on your face, before you turn <laughs> your Vive headset into a projectile like I did. Holy heck, yeah. That would that would so be freaking out. Had a spider in his headset. It crawled across his eyeball when he put the headset on. Like that is just. Oh god, yeah. damn it! I can't do it. Oh, I, I I'm arachnophobic. Like, like I can't. Uh, no, no, no. I, I wouldn't That's touch awful. it anymore. For, That's like, a absolutely of horrible. I would like get all the parts oh. out and check every part of it and clean <laughs> yeah. it as well. Just, just. Yeah. You never know. Maybe some spider eggs are like hidden oh. somewhere inside. Oh. Jesus, Mickey. Make no, it make worse. It scarier than it is, of course. I'm sorry. But, yeah. uh, yeah, just burn support. it, flamethrower, bam! <laughs> the same thing can happen actually if you have animals. My cat, because of my relatively lightly, slightly larger than medium-sized nose, she likes to kind of rub her face off of it. She'll be standing at my desk. I was playing Alien Isolation, and I'm there in, in the rift, and I can't see that she's in my room. You know, and I'm like worried that the alien's about to come, and she goes and like pushes off my face. Like you think it's the xenomorph right there, just about to eat you. <laughs> Not a good experience. So <laughs> I've seen a lot of that stuff on Reddit. Like if you let animals into your playroom, your studio, whatever you want to call it, you know, you're either going to probably hurt them by stepping on them or hitting them. Like if you have a, you know, a friend or something in the room. And the other thing is that you might just scare yourself shitless. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you just booted up your waifu simulator and then your dog start hopping your lap, you know? You really don't want that. <laughs> okay, Rowdy, yeah. yeah. There's a reason they call him Rowdy. Yeah. yeah. It's okay because it's your dog. <laughs> or, or even better, just, just get yourself a Vive Tracker, put it on the dog, and then you got your actual dog inside the game as well. Inside Waifu Simulator? Is that what you want, Nathy? Okay. Yeah, no, that's right. That's what I want to add up to the immersion in a way. So, yeah, that's it. This is going too, too <laughs> weird. So, uh, we got a funny so story, by the way. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So, uh, Andrea says, so basically, my dad tried VR for the first time. He fell down when he was underwater in VR, and when he saw a whale, he took off the headset and he said, get this black magic away from me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this black magic. It's well, almost like, like someone got the headset like, like, like 50 years ago, and it's like, yeah. whoa, what is this dark sorcery? Yeah, exactly. yeah what like is dangerous. this? Yeah, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant, oh, yeah. brilliant. Oh. absolutely brilliant. I actually have to say that, like, if if you wanted to do something really good, right? Like, if you were into VR and stuff, and maybe you don't want to be a content creator, but you want to do something like really impactful and nice, go to hospitals, go to old people's homes, bring VR, and let people just escape from that hellish hellhole of a prison. Because being stuck in a hospital, anyone who's been there for months or weeks or whatever, you know, like how it's just mind-numbingly boring and entrapping those places. VR is yeah. the absolute perfect technology for people in those environments to just get a break. Yeah. Oh, it's, so it's if, a lot if, of if like psychological diseases as well, eh? like autism and yeah. people with uh, with severe depression, post traumatic disorder. This yeah, it's all been proven, used, right? They're all being used. To, uh, virtual reality is all being yeah. used for them, definitely. That's definitely something that I want to talk about more on the podcast. So I'm going to make a note of that one because uh, yeah. I think it's a really interesting topic. It's my interesting. I mean, my brother is working in that in that playing yeah. field right now, where they try to get VR into, like you know. Uh, so yeah, that that could be a, a very a very good one. 
Yeah, yeah definitely an interesting topic. And, and yeah, we're going to have to sort of take that for next week. And I think we're also going to talk about bullets some more next week as well, because unfortunately yeah. we just couldn't squeeze it on the show this week. Yeah. Uh, but just quickly, sort of what, what experiences have you guys been playing this week before we sort of wrap this one up? Uh, for me, it has been uh, the gallery. The gallery, I've been okay. playing that one. I've played um, Article 1 a bit Have you more. finished it? No, no, I haven't finished it yet. I actually only managed to play two two episodes, basically. Two, the first okay, yeah. uh, the first hour, roughly, I think I played. Um, yep. And then uh, Article 1 I've played. I've played, I've played one more time. Oh, once, I've played once. And oh, nah. I, for, I forgot the last one. I, forgot. I, played, I played quite quite a bit. Quite, quite a bit. The last one was very impressive, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> what um, was it again? <laughs> I can check, though. I don't know. Um, but anyway, like I, what I tried was I tried Blade Runner. Um, yep. uh, Star Shelter. I think it's, I think it's Star Shelter. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that's Did nice. that launch for you? Because I couldn't right? get it back in run. Oh, I love that game. I absolutely love it. Star Shelter. People are telling me it's good. I couldn't get it to run live. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I really like that title. It's really fun. It, it, it's kind of like Subnautica, but then in space. You know, you need to craft mm. stuff. Or you need to like uh, collect stuff, uh, and mm. you need to mon monitor your oxygen levels. You need to monitor your your food, um, and then you have power as well. So it's actually a very fun game because you need to manage all those things together, and you have like a gun as well. There's drones that are coming for you. Uh, you need to make sure that your your spaceship like survives and. Uh, yeah, you can grow like plants to have oxygen and, and food and uh, that kind of stuff. It's, it's it's very well thought out. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to revisit that because that sounds very good. I yeah. loved Subnautica. Uh, just yeah. I didn't love the end game performance. Because yeah, Subnautica okay. is a great game. There's loads of depth to it. And if you're mm -hmm. just getting into VR, you might not know it's got VR support. Mm -hmm. But it's actually really good. Yeah. I, I really so, like yeah. the concept of, of Star Shot. I mean, of course, they still need to to get a lot more stuff out there. I, I mean, I mean, also graphically, it, you can't compare it, of course, to to Subnautica. But uh, you can clearly see that they they took concepts from there. Yeah. yeah. So go on, Nathy. What, what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing first of all a game that almost no one knows. I'm sure, Crow uh, the Drowned Armory. It's something like well hidden on Oculus Home and and Steam VR. Uh, very okay. promising in a way, but like, let's say they had a good story going and then I was like 15 minutes in and then it's like, well, that's it for now. We're maybe going to make more episodes. Maybe they aren't even ready yet or maybe we will never make them in the first place. So I was like, okay, maybe you should finish your game first and then release it. So uh, yeah, if you want to see the review, you can find it on my channel. Uh, I got some good points on that one, but it's very promising. It's about... Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. You got like a sidekick, uh, a, a fairy um, called, uh, like, let, let's just call her Tinkerbell. Like, that's how I call her. But they get like a little fairy and she's helping you out in a way. And it's very funny. Like, the animations are really well done and you feel like you are in the world. And then you need to fight like a, like a sea dragon for a second. It's just like, it feels like a very good start of a cool game with a nice story. But then after 50 minutes, like, yeah, okay, that's all the content we made. Uh, so yeah, you just gotta wait. So uh, it's kind of hard to explain this on, on on the podcast. You need to just watch it for yourself. So you can find it on my channel. I also played Job Simulator, new update, really fun, totally free. They even did a, did it like a, a like a price drop. So that's really cool. Uh, you can uh, spin uh, fidget spinners in VR now. Uh, you can uh, yeah, there are like many new Easter eggs you can give a try. It's 
called infinite uh, overtime and that basically means you can keep on working in job simulator and wow. uh, you can earn promotions every time you finish a couple mm -hmm. of jobs um also play tcs uh was like an old release i figured it out later on because i saw rowdy playing it yeah. um it now finally came out on pc uh, i like third person uh, perspective vr games it didn't add up that much to the immersion because i like to have like things flying at my face in a way now it didn't really happen with this one, but it was kind of scary. So yeah, you might want to check that one out. And uh, last but not least, Blade Runner. And I think Mike, you also played that one. Uh, yeah. I think it's one of the, the better uh, movie-based VR titles out there. It's still not the best, but I've seen worse, okay? Uh, it's just that um, you go into the world of Blade Runner, you go into the city, uh, but the only thing you can really do is use a scanner to find clues. Well, I wanted to see more action in a way, but uh, yeah. yeah. So that's what I played, that's all. Nice. What about you, Zim? Probably the, the main one that I've, um, I've done a whole bunch of things this week and I won't remember all of them, but um, I Expect You to Die released their new, uh, their new mission, yeah, uh, which is called First Class, where you're sitting on a train and I will say no more. Really well done. I mean, I having for the first time when I was back in the the states in California, done a an in real life room escape experience. I love the shell games approach to kind of room escape because uh, I'm I'm a huge room escape games fan. I just I think I've loved every one. I've played every one I've gotten my hands on from like super indie ones which were done by one dev to like this type of thing where you you know it's you know a long quality experience and it really delivers. I think it took me an hour and a half to play it through. You have to have the other levels unlocked before it. So if you've uh, lost your save game, it might be a little bit annoying. If anyone needs a save game, let me know. I'll happily chip you mine. Um, but that was really good. And the second thing that I played, which is just a short little freebie, uh, but totally took me by surprise. I saw it on Reddit. Uh, is called Air Car. It's on Oculus Home. Mm -hmm. And it again, it probably is like a Blade Runner type vibe. Yeah. You're just flying around in this in this futuristic city, and just the feeling of it is awesome. Like you're probably not going to spend more than five or ten minutes flying around, but it like do it, give it a shot because it's really worthwhile. You know, five ten minute download, and you know that that was that was that was that was fun. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So myself, I've, uh, I've I've been playing like obviously a lot with the Windows Mixed Reality platform. So I played Halo Recruit, super hot. Uh, played Blade Runner as well, which again sort of mirrored Nathie's thoughts on that one. You know, it's not brilliant, but in terms of a movie tie-in that's free, it's actually the best one that's out there. Uh, obviously, Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, but with and out of VR, I've been playing a lot of Destiny too, because obviously that just came out on PC. And obviously, Mario Odyssey just launched on the Switch as well, and that oh. game is beautiful. Uh, it's that is such a beautiful game. And this is the thing, like right now, I feel like there's just so many great titles right now that I, just, I wish I had twice oh, the amount yeah. of free time to play all these games. It's not uh, even Christmas yet. Like... Not even Christmas yet, but it feels <laughs> like it already. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I want to play Arctic One. Just got a key for that, so I definitely want to check that out. Uh, definitely want to check out the gallery, Luna, and also uh, keep talking and nobody explodes. Uh, I really want to play that game with you guys. Um, but yeah, just going to sort of wrap up the show now. Uh, unless we've got any final questions from the chat, then we'll wrap it up for this episode. Yeah, while we wait for some questions, I also want to give a shout out to Mike for sending me some stuff. Hey, you got me, it. Uh, a uh, Bioshock t-shirt. Very nice. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Um, also, uh, I can be a hipster now where I have like 
I can work out. I never work out. <laughs> I will have to work out, you know. And uh, I got some uh, OC uh, four pins. Very yeah. rare, you know. Uh, this 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 belongs into a museum already. So thank you. Yeah, nice. Really nice. yeah you're welcome. Chocolate. I also got some chocolate. Yeah. I already ate it all. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. glad you got it. Okay. Yeah. So let's so, see. Um, do we have any questions? I, I guess so. Um, I was so focused on my awesome gift. Let's see. Are you are you going to do a video for the Oculus Home 2.0 when it comes out? I think everyone is like interested in that in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you can uh, find us all uh, on that one for sure. Um, yeah. Also, um, like Zim is doing live streams. So if you haven't like checked out his Twitch channel yet can i call it twitch channel i guess so right yeah uh, twitch channel so, works twitch.tv slash zimtalk5 and i mean yeah youtube wise uh, you know how to find us it's not that hard um yeah but, google yeah, we will <laughs> yeah. google google it uh, <laughs> yeah um and that's about it i don't really see any yeah. real, like questions here Do okay any, what, anything what i would say is sort of wrapping it up is that if any of you guys want to talk to us uh, or sort of look at more about what goes on behind the scenes with all us all individually obviously you can follow us on twitter and uh, that's probably the best way to communicate with us really and what i'll do is um, i'll make sure that that all our twitter ids are in the description um and you can catch up that on on my channel as well so uh, like i said at the very beginning obviously it's a weekly show so if you're new to the show it's live streamed every saturday on Nathie's youtube channel you can tune into the show live at 4 p.m in europe 3 p.m. in the UK and 10 a.m. in Central US. Obviously, uh, Austin uh, couldn't make the show today. He's having yeah. some technical issues, but I'm sure we'll get that resolved for next week's show. Uh, and if you missed the podcast live, then you can catch up with it every Sunday where I upload the whole thing to my, my YouTube channel, Virtual Reality Oasis. And then obviously you can catch up with the audio-only version uh, on iTunes and Google Play Music as well. So we're going to wrap up the show, guys. I hope you have enjoyed this one. It's uh, been awesome. We're still having a ton of fun making this. So we shall see you on next week's episode. Thanks very much. And uh, see you later. Have a good one. Bye-bye.